Hey, everyone. I'm Dana Bash, CNN's chief political correspondent and co-anchor of State of the Union. I'm in today for my friend David Chalian. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, February 28th. It's day five of the Russian invasion of Ukraine with no peace solution in sight as of yet, and the fighting is really intensifying. Over the weekend, it seemed like things were really not going well, at least not according to plan, for Russian President Vladimir Putin. Ukraine successfully held off Russian forces across the country, and Russia hadn't taken any key cities in Ukraine, including its capital of Kyiv. Now, Western intelligence officials said that Russian forces encountered, quote, stiffer-than-expected resistance from an outnumbered Ukrainian military. So it seems like Russia is really ramping up its war effort in response to the resistance that they're facing. Several large explosions were heard near Kyiv today, and a residential neighborhood in Kharkiv, Ukraine's second largest city, was hit by a rocket attack. Now, all of this is happening while Russia's economy is in distress. That's thanks to sanctions that are taking effect. And today, senior administration officials say the U.S. will take an even more robust step to ban American dollar transactions with the Russian central bank. Bank to fully block the country's sovereign wealth fund. This is a really, really big move coming after a weekend where they made moves to sanction Russia's central bank, which is the way that Putin has tried to shield himself from Western sanctions because he has more than $600 billion in that central bank. Now, there was a delegation from Russia and Ukraine that met for a first round of potential ceasefire talks in Belarus. I say potential because nobody in the West, and certainly not Ukraine, is sure that this is actually a real effort. But both parties return to their capitals for what they're calling consultations. Now, delegations from both sides say that they are agreeing to hold a second round of talks, which is always a good thing when there is a war. You want to keep the diplomatic channels open. Yesterday, I spoke with Mitt Romney on CNN's State of the Union, and I asked him if he thought this meeting could just be a ruse. You mean, you listen to to Putin in the days leading up to the invasion. He kept saying, we're not planning on invading. Obviously, he was lying. uh, And so you can't trust a word that comes out of his mouth. But at the same time, I, I think he may be recognizing, he should be recognizing that this is not going well for him. The world is is behind the people of Ukraine. Now, Romney's perspective is really interesting because back in 2012, when he was the GOP presidential nominee, he was criticized. He was really mocked by not just then-President Barack Obama, but a lot of other people, even experts on foreign policy, because Romney said that Russia was America's number one geopolitical foe. Now, looking at his comments through the lens of 2022, it looks a lot different. Now, a lot of the focus right now is on the fact that Russian President Vladimir Putin placed his country's deterrence forces, which includes nuclear arms, on high alert. He did that on Sunday. The move was widely criticized. The White House called it a manufactured threat. I asked the NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg on State of the Union what he thought of Russia going this far. 
this is dangerous rhetoric. Uh, this is this is a, a, a behavior which is irresponsible. And of course, if, we, if you combine this rhetoric with what they are doing on the ground uh, in Ukraine, uh, uh, waging war against the independent sovereign nation, this adds to the seriousness of the situation. This is important. Even with this escalation, President Biden is consistent and clear. He does not intend to send any U.S. troops to fight alongside Ukraine in this war. This is what the U.S. president said earlier this month on NBC. That's a world war when Americans and Russians start shooting at one another. But you might have heard about U.S. troops deploying to Europe, both before and now during Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But this is really key. Those troops are not there to fight Russian forces. They're there as a show of force as a way to stand with America's NATO allies and reassure them as Russia fights Ukraine to the east of them. In fact, the Ukrainian president really wants the U.S. and its allies to establish a no-fly zone over Ukraine to prevent Russia from attacking it by air. I also had the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. with me on State of the Union yesterday, and she said really clearly, that's not going to happen. The president has made clear that we're not going to put boots on the ground. We're not going to put American troops in danger. So that means we're not going to put American troops in the air uh, as well. But we will work with the Ukrainians to give them the ability to uh, to defend themselves. Now, this is a political podcast, so we want to know how Americans view this crisis. Well, a new CNN poll taken just on Friday and Saturday gives us some insight. Americans overwhelmingly favor ramping up economic sanctions against Russia, broadly supporting further action from the U.S. to stop Russia's invasion. But President Biden clearly understands where the public is on military action because they don't want it. In this latest CNN poll, only 42 percent were in favor of military intervention should sanctions fail to work, 58 percent opposed. And According to this poll, the public isn't really rallying around President Biden and his response to this crisis yet. Just 42 percent say they trust Biden to at least moderately make the right decisions regarding the situation in Ukraine. That's about on par with his overall approval rating in recent polling. So the big question for President Biden, especially as we go into his important speech tomorrow night, the State of the Union, the question is going to be whether or not he can be seen in a different light. Even his political foes, for the most part, are giving him credit for the way that he and his administration have handled Ukraine and Russia thus far. So he does have a chance to begin to turn that around in this speech before Congress tomorrow night. That's it for today's political briefing. I'm Dana Bash. Thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to hear more about what's going on in Ukraine, subscribe to CNN's podcast Tug of War, hosted by our very own badass Clarissa Ward. New episodes are posted Sundays and Wednesdays. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.